Hi everyone. Okay, um, this week's parsha is Parsha Kisavo. We're about a week and a half before Rosh Hashanah. So I wanted to talk about this approach to Rosh Hashanah um, that I heard from a Rebbe of mine, quoting the Maggid of Mezers. But before I do so, I just want to say that usually the common approach to Elul and Rosh Hashanah is usually one of fear and trepidation. It's called the High Holy Days. And we're very nervous and very scared traditionally and maybe rightfully so about the new year that um, Hashem is going to judge us in Rosh Hashanah. Nobody likes to be judged. Nobody wants to be judged. So there's a certain amount of awe and reverence that we have for these holy days and we're getting nervous. We have to do tshuva. We're going to start with slichas is coming Matzah Shabbos and Yat Hashem. Sephardim have already started from Rosh Chodesh, the day after Rosh Chodesh. So we're getting ready for the new for this coming Matzah Shabbos, I'm going to start Slichos for the Ashkenazim. And um, the usual approach, like I said before, is one of fear and trepidation, awe, getting nervous, having to do tshuva. But I thought, again, I thought to share with you something that would be more, for me, more inspiring and more more worthwhile in terms of my own approach. Um, and it goes something like this. There's a, um, a Rebbe of mine brought down from the shame of the Maggid of Mezrich. And in Parshat Ekev, there's a pasuk Vatei Yisrael Mashon Lekach Hashem Leimach Ki Yiras Hashem Lekachol Lechus Bechol Rachav Olahavay Say Olahavodes Hashem Lekachol Bechol Avchol Bechol Nafshecha. Literally, the pasuk means, and now the Jewish people, what do, what does God, your God, ask of you? Only to fear Him, to fear Hashem, your God, to walk in His ways, to love Him, to serve Him with your whole heart and with your whole soul. So the Magad Mezrich's ass, he was um, the second in line after the Baal passed away. He he basically took over the whole reign of Hasidus. Um, he didn't write down his from himself. His Talmudim wrote down his Divrei Torah, and he says like this. He says, I don't understand. He says, what, Now, Jewish people, what does God, your God, ask of you? Just to fear Hashem Lekecha. Now, why is it to say Hashem Lekecha again? You could have just said, ki in liyira oso. That would be the succinct and short way of doing it. Why does it say liyira Hashem lekecha? Again. So he answers something pretty chasidish over here. But in order to explain this, he starts with, a, he explains a mashal, I think the Medrash brings down this mashal, of a young doctor who is married and has a daughter who is, let's say, five years old. And they live in a nice house with a garden. And close to the entrance of the garden, the gla- a glass breaks. A vase, a vase, gla- a glass vase breaks, and shadows all over the floor. So he tells his young daughter, "Stay there on the couch. Don't get off the couch and come with your glasses, because you're going to get hurt if you do that." So he turns around to go get a broom, and about to sweep it up, and sure enough, the young daughter gets off the couch, and starts to get close to the glass, and sure enough, gets hurt, and some of the glass gets into her leg. And it hurts her, not that much, but it hurts her. She starts to cry. Even a little bit hurts her. And so the father comes over and says, why'd you do that? Oh my goodness, he takes a look at it, and he sees that where she got hurt, in the leg, in her foot, it could very well get infected. He, seen, he sees that, it, that where, it, where it cut could very well get infected. Now he has to go ahead and take a knife and he has to cut out 
the skin around the glass to get out the glass to make sure it doesn't infect her because if it infects her, it could really kill her. It could really do a lot of terrible damage to her. More than what it just hurt right now. So what he does is, he does this minor surgery. And the minor surgery, this cutting into the leg, hurts her like crazy and she screams and she yells. Finally, he's finished. He patches her up. And he puts her back on the couch. And he says to her, listen, my dear daughter, don't ever get off the couch if I tell you to stay there. You could get hurt again. Now, if you get hurt again, I'm going to have to... What does he finish up the sentence with? He doesn't say, I'm going to have to... Um, I'm going to have to uh, get out the glass. Stop. He says, I'm going to have to go in there and cut out the glass with a knife again like I just did now. Because the glass inside your foot is more is even more dangerous than that. Than that. He says like this, when we when we do Averos, we're like that little girl getting hurt. Now we don't think of it as being too much, like that little girl. But God in his infinite wisdom sees that that infected leg could be death deathly fatal for us. And it's worthwhile for God to quote unquote punish us by taking that knife and getting rid of the infection. All of Hashem's punishments for us are, in, in essence, a refuah, a remedy for what we ourselves did to ourselves by the sin. We don't see that. We don't know that. But when Hashem tells us not to do an avera, basically it's an infection that could potentially harm us and make us very sick. What does that mean exactly? That means Hashem wants us to be very close to Him. And the Averos are things that puts us, like the word Avera means on the other side, over, on the other side, like other, like Avram Ivri, on the other side. It puts us away from him. It distances ourselves from him. That distance is worse of a punishment than anything in the world because he's the source of life. And our connection to Kosh Baruch Hu is very, very cherished by him. And really, as we see later on, when we pass on from this world, we'll see that it's to us as well the most important thing in the world. When Hashem quote-unquote, punishes us in the next world, all it is is a cleansing process to restore that closeness that we abandoned or that we forfeited by doing in our veros. So when Hashem asks us and He says to us, what it really means to say is, Jewish people, my dear Jewish people, what do I ask of you? I ask of you that you should have the same yira of a, that Hashem has, that you're that your God has. What's my yira? What does Hashem say? What's my yira? My fear is that you will be distant from me. And I ask of you, don't be concerned about the fact that you're going to be punished and look at it that way. And you're going to have to be go through the cleansing process. I don't want you to be concerned about that per se. I want you to have the same level of appreciation of our relationship that I have. Meaning that the damage that will be done there's damage to our relationship, not merely to be scared of a knife. The best thing can be understood, the best way this can be understood is by thinking about it, let's say a husband and wife, you're coaching a young man or a young woman towards marriage. You don't say to the young man, I don't think you should flirt with other girls because if your wife finds out, she won't make you breakfast in the morning or she won't do your laundry. That's ridiculous. And you don't say to the wife, I don't think you should flirt with other men. Because if you do that, your husband won't take you shopping. That's ridiculous. We don't look at a response on a physical level because it will cause 
tit for tat. You won't do this, and this the other one won't get that or won't give you that. You say to yourself, why would I want to do that and spoil my relationship? If I talk to another woman, or if I talk, if the woman talks to another man, my relationship with my husband or my my, my wife won't be the same, and that's the that's the most cherished thing in the world to me is my relationship with my spouse. I don't want to do anything that will forfeit in any way, shape, or form my relationship. And that's the best thing that can be understood for Ella as well. Meaning, how should we look and and appreciate and reflect on our deeds? We should reflect on it in a way that says, we say to ourselves, look what I did. I did things that are separating my relationship or damaging my relationship with Hashem. And that's the best thing to do because that means that when I do tshuva, I do tshuva from a different place. I do tshuva from a place of of simcha, of, of mourning, of yearning, of yearning that closes back to HaKadosh Baruch When I make Hashem Melech, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, I want Him to be my King. I want Him to be close to me. Hashem is now the Chazal, the Midrashim say, Chazal say that now is Hashem is in the fields and anybody can come close to HaKadosh Baruch and, and greet Him before He goes to the city and ascends His throne in His palace. The days of Rosh Hashanah. El was the day of of, of when everybody in any place where I'm at right now with honesty, with integrity can say, Akash Baruch this is where I am I've fallen away, I'm far away from you but now even in my dirty clothes I can go out to the field where you're approaching and I can see you and I can be with you and I can talk to you in this week's parsha, actually there's a, something called the Tochacha which is a um, rendition of punishments that we get when we don't serve Hashem properly and at the end of all of that well, first of all, by discussing what we just said now, we can understand that those punishments are basically cause and effect of our relationship of, of breakdowns in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If there's something disconnected between the nervous system, between the eyes and the, and the nervous system, a person won't be able to see. It was not a punishment, it's because the, the connections are severed. When we do Averis, we're, con- we're severing connections in our wholesomeness of our connection to Hashem, who is the source of life. So anything that goes wrong is basically a result of things that have disconnected. After the Torah is finished, it says like this, Why do all these things happen to you? Why, why do we get punished? Because we did not serve a Baruch Hu happily, from all the good things that we have. I think that's a very big lesson. And I think that's what we have to restore. We have to restore the understanding that Kosh Baruch Hu loves us so much and the relationship that Hashem wants from all of us towards Him is so intense. He wants us to view it as being something so precious. And that's what we have to look to restore. By, by focusing on this, that we're trying to elevate our fear of God, not from the fear of punishment, but rather to elevate it to a sense of fear and respect of our relationship that He wants to have with us. That's the best way to focus on El and focus on Rosh Hashanah. That we want to do everything in our power to come close to Kosh Baruch Hu, to do His mitzvahs, to mend our ways, because in that way we are simply restoring our beloved relationship we have with Hashem. And we, if, we, if we have that approach and we yearn for that closeness to God, that's the best way to do tshuva. Through yearning, through love, through fear of, instead of punishments, fear of, lack of relationship, lack of that dearness and closeness. And therefore, we reflect on our deeds that we did. We want to fix them. We want to fix them because we realize that our relationship with the Kashmir will be restored and that closeness will be 
restored as well. And that's eventually afterwards, after Yom Kippur, when we throw all those sins away, we get to spend time with Hashem in that Yichud room, that Sukkah, that we're looking forward to building in Yitzhak Hashem. Thank you very much and have a good Shabbos.